He's a young lion. He loves the Catholic Church. He loves the Lord. He's part of Deep Adventure Ministries. And he's one of the riders on our new EW10 reality show, Long Ride Home. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Hey, aloha, everybody. Uh, This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Ministries. You can go to our website, deepadventure.com, if you want to know more about us. We're pretty stoked today, as we surfers would say, because this is our 250th radio show. So that's kind of a cool thing to celebrate. Well, you know, I always want to have some sort of excuse to celebrate. So we thought today that uh, for our show, we'd bring on one of the members of our ministry, Tony Orban. He does our social media for us. He also does some some video uh, work for us. And he's also one of the writers on our new reality TV show that we're shooting in just a couple weeks. Seven uh, guys on Harleys are going up into the Big Bend uh, area of Texas, and we're going to go uh, for, we're, as we ride, we're going to be pursuing the interior life of prayer, and we're going to discuss contemplative prayer, so it's going to be pretty cool. So we thought we should have Tony on to kind of help help celebrate our 250th show. You know, Deep Adventure Ministries, we believe that the most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. And I have to tell you, it's just been amazing to see the growth and the impact of Deep Adventure Ministries. And we want to thank you for being part of this ministry with us and inviting us to come out and speak to your groups. You know, we speak to all kinds of groups, uh, athletes, uh, men, women's conferences, uh, young adults, uh, any, we, we, just, we just love to come out. So please invite us uh, to come out and uh, share Deep Adventure Ministries with you. And let me say something to you. There's something about how effortless it has been to see the Lord open doors for this ministry. On the other hand, it's amazing how hard we work. But you can work as hard as you possibly can, and nothing will happen. You know, you can work and work and work and work and work. But unless you're work, working in God's will, it's, a, it's fruitless and it's a waste of time. But somehow, uh, through just begging God for his mercy and for his direction. We've stumbled in, you know, how it is. You kind of knock on a door and it closes. You knock on a door and it opens. But you find your way as you pursue intimacy with God into uh, what God's charism is in your life and what God's ministry is in your life. And so, uh, but we know that the doors are opening because people are praying for us. You can work as hard as you want, but unless the Lord uh, builds builds the house, it won't stand. Unless the Lord opens the doors, they won't open. And it's been so amazing in our ministry as we're walking towards a brick wall, how they just crumble. And we know it's because there is a charism in EWTN. There are people praying for the ministry of EWTN, and we're the benefactor of those prayers. And so we just want to thank you. And again, I want to thank you, those of you who are used to the feeling of the rosary in your hands. You know who I'm talking to. You're the ones who, when you go to sleep, you hear yourself praying the Hail Mary. You're the ones who, like when you're in an elevator, you don't even realize it, and then you hear yourself praying. Praying uh, the rosary. You're the ones who have found in Mary uh, a true mother and have found in Mary someone who you can go to and say, We're out of wine. 
She's the one that stood at the foot of the cross and willed her son to complete his mission. Do you think she wants her son's mission to just go to waste? Of course not. Remember, the scripture says, tells us that she stood. She stood. She didn't collapse. She didn't weep. She stood strong with her son and willed him to complete his work. Well, why won't you stand with Mary? Stand with Mary in the rosary, have her bring your prayers to her son, and you're going to see powerful results. I pray nine-day novenas constantly. As soon as I'm done with one nine set of nine days, I start another. And I got to confess, I don't know all the different kind of novenas they are. I just pray for the rosary for nine days. And normally I don't have a rosary in my hand. I'm on a surfboard, stand up paddling, or I'm walking on the beach, or I'm preparing part of my rosary in an elevator someplace. Or even when I wake up in the middle of the night, it seems like there's a rosary prayer in my mind. But I can see when I pray the rosary, powerful, unexpected changes for the thing, the people or the circumstances that I'm praying for. And I know that I'm when I'm done with those nine days, it's like a time release bomb or something because things just continue the momentum in people's lives and in the circumstances. Oh, praying the rosary, the most powerful, most powerful weapon I have. When you walk into my house, uh, if you're an intruder, you're going to see two things. You're going to see my second degree ninja black belt hanging on the wall. And over that black belt is a heavy duty warrior rosary that Thomas Sullivan created. And by the way, you can get that at our website at deepadventure.com. But my rosary is my weapon of choice. Stand with us in this ministry. We need your prayers. And I, you know, I am more impressed with those men and women, the elderly that I see going to daily mass. Sometimes they seem feeble. Nothing could be further from the truth. These are our warriors. When I see these little fragile women, I know they're carrying me on their back. I know it's their prayers that are making our ministry effective. So pray for these women, and we love you. We appreciate you, and yeah, and men, we love you. We we are so thankful that you have a warrior in in your a warrior uh, mentality when you when you carry that rosary. And so we're asking you go to our website deepadventure.com. My publishers tell me please let everybody know your new book is out, Deep Adventure: The Way of Heroic Virtue. You can get it at our website. It's a uh, it's uh, really great to use in your small groups. You know, it's short chapter, so it's easy to discuss. And we talk about the way of heroic virtue. We talk about the seven virtues and how to go deeper with God with them. So go to our website, deepadventure.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. You get to get our our um, radio show a day early, and you get, you get our two-minute uh, Deep Adventure audio segment sent to you. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back with more of Deep Adventure Radio. This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and you're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with the one and only Bear Watson. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road, stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. 
Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide. And today, just before I started the show, the fire alarm started going off inside uh, the condo. You know, my studio is just right in part of my condo. And, uh, you know, it goes off a lot because I'm a really bad cook. But this is a different situation. This was uh, the beeping that means, let's intermittent. I think it means like the battery needed to be replaced or something. But I took it as a warning because we have, as our guest, uh, the gnarly uh, vice president of Deep Adventure Ministries, uh, Tony Orband. Aloha, Tony. Aloha there. How you doing? Good, brother. Hey, I heard a vicious rumor that uh, you're moving from Virginia uh, down to the Florida area to start working more uh, more uh, closely with the ministry. Is that right? I, I don't know who might have told you that, but uh, that's spot on. <laughs> no, I know uh, we got so much going on, huh? We've got the, uh, besides all the other stuff that we do, uh, we have another reality show, our pilot, a Deep Adventure Quest uh, was aired by EWTN recently, a uh, one-hour special. And now we're like under 100 days before we, st- before we start shooting our next reality show. You want to tell people a little bit about what we're up to? Yeah, we're uh, making some pretty heavy moves into uh, you know, recording a, a very good reality show um, called The Long Ride Home. Do you want me to yeah, get talk- into some of the details of that yeah do that okay so it's uh the idea is to engage uh engage men back into uh really engaging christ um you know kind of re-engage into a message that's feel like all too often it's been lost within the culture that we have so how do we do that uh well the idea here is to jump on harleys and what is it, six guys rolling thunder through the desert? So that'll be our first run through Texas. And, um, you know, just talking story as we go and, and um, making, making a show out of it. Yeah, and we're going to be doing uh, 10 episodes, and we're going to, it, it's so cool because uh, as we ride, and we don't know how many riders are, there's going to be, Tony, I think there's going to be six or maybe seven, I don't know. Uh, but we're going to be uh, leaving Houston, Texas. We're going to do a big men's rally, first of all, in Houston, Texas. You can go to our website to find out about it. And then we uh, roll thunder from there. I believe we're going to uh, go down into one of the other churches where Father Mark Goring is, the Catholic Charismatic Center, more of the inner city area there. And we're going to bring Jason Jones and Maggio Dei, I call them goodie bags, uh, and, and work with the, the homeless people there. And then we roll thunder. We got a long six-hour Harley ride out through San Antonio, out to Del Rio, Texas. I think there's a big lake there, so we're uh, going to have our support vehicles bring uh, stand-up paddle boards, get out in the water and splash around because that's going to be a long ride. And then we got another four or five hours up into the Big Bend country, and uh, we're just going to be rolling thunder through that area. But the idea is through the day, uh, we're going to be talking about the, the the journey into the interior life of intimacy with God. We're going to be praying together, praying individually. Uh, we'll be having mass outside every day and... Um, we're going to have opportunity just to dialogue with each other uh, about our own struggles and our own prayer life and things like that. So um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very, very powerful because it's going to be gritty, and uh, and so we're we're pretty uh, pretty stoked about about the the prospect of filming that. And then I guess we've got another uh, season too. We're talking about the New Jersey connection, shooting that uh, for the next season. You, you you know where we're at on that right now? Yeah, we're uh, going to start up in uh, New Jersey with um, 
Oh gosh, is it Father Woodward? It's up. It's up. In, yeah, it's up in the um, St. John the Baptist uh, Church up in near Trenton. And uh, John McKenna's hometown. Yeah, Coach McKenna. Aloha, Coach. Love you. And then we're going to go down through, uh, hopefully, the prison there in Morgantown and then head down the Appalachian Slope, uh, hopefully, to get down to EWTN. But the third season we're working on is where? That is Ireland. We're going to go over I there. Just and have... did a, I just did a 10-day trip out in Ireland earlier this, or earlier this summer with a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen in nine, about nine years. Uh, I brought him over. We did two weeks around Virginia and uh, a few other states, and then he brought me over there and gave me a, a personal Irishman tour of of the island. It's so cool so, because when, when you were over there, I was with uh, I was at EWTN Studios, and I mentioned I really wanted to do the third season in Ireland. And they go, "Oh, well, you're having uh, dinner tonight with the the CEO of EWTN for Ireland." And so it's so cool because he kind of hooked you up with one of his people there to talk story with them over there, right? Yeah, and we got to meet on uh, the shores of uh, Strangford up in the north and ended up uh, chatting for a while, and he's got some, some great connections and um, just some stories of some incredible people who who God has really worked in their lives and spoken to. I think one of them was a football player who, um, you know, not American football, but European football, um, a guy who was a football player and then you know, became a priest. I mean, it's hey, what, what, pretty you, radical conversion. Hey, I think our listeners would love, let me do an interview with him. Get me in touch with him. I want to do a, an interview with him. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So we're going to get, great. we got to get a couple Harley riders in Ireland because the thing is, is we got to start bringing Christianity back to Europe. And of course, Ireland is so Catholic, but it's, it's been fading. The, you know, the light's been fading a bit there, but we thought that'd be a good place to start. We're going to start our invasion of Europe uh, in, in Ireland and then work our way uh, east, but always still coming back to America. We have this long-term vision of the long ride home, and uh, we're planning on shooting three seasons in about a year and a half. So uh, the the key to this whole thing is prayer. And so, Tony, uh, we have something that we've uh, we did last year that you headed up, and we're going to do this again. This time, asking people to do this to pray for the success of this ministry, and to also pray uh, for uh, uh, some other special intentions. Uh, so we're announcing our second Renegade Rosary Run. Do you want to talk story about what that's all about? That everybody can get that's involved. Right. In. So the Renegade Rosary Run, we did this um, earlier this year, well, I think it was uh, January 15th, 17th, something like that, and it was, uh, I'd say it's a, it was a great success. I had um, a couple people from around the country do this and um, really trying to, to grow it a little bigger, and so we're going to do the second one here. So it's a, a three-lap rosary, a re- or Three laps around the rosary, 153 Hail Marys, and um, we'll have a, a recording up on the website. But the idea is to do a 5K of some event, some you know something that you like. It doesn't have to be conventional or candy, like running or biking or something like that. But for example, I was hiking in the mountains through basically a blizzard on uh, January 15th with six seminarians. So, and that was just a kind of a spur of the moment thing that I, I got hooked up with that trip. But um, we had um, people doing uh, snowmobiling up in, I think it was Mich- uh, let's see, Michigan. 
And so there's there's lots of different things you can do with this. Um, but the idea is to to get into and dig into the rosary, pray the rosary, the full 153 version of it, um, and, you and know, do it in the community of of uh, Deep Adventure Ahana. Yeah, we had someone in Belarus, Russia, do it, and we had uh, 19 uh, men uh, who are residents of the prison up there in Morgantown do it. And so you can do anything. I mean, you might choose to do weightlifting for uh, for uh, you know maybe a, a full set of CrossFit. Or one guy was hang gliding. I was out stand up paddle surfing. But the thing is, is when you do the full, or the original rosary was 150, was three times around the rosary, and of course the in- initial three hail. Marys. That's 153 Hail Marys, which is interesting because it's the same amount of fish that uh, Peter counted when Jesus told him to throw out his net. So we want to become, you know, fishers of men. And we really, uh, you know, it's been phenomenal, Tony. Don't you agree to see the Holy Spirit moving? Uh, You know, God kind of gives us a nudge and gives us some direction. Then we just see the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know that's because of prayer. So we would really like to get some prayer behind our, our ministry and behind uh, the reality show that we're about to shoot. And then also, uh, when Tony organizes this, there will also be a chance for you to send in your prayer request as well. And so uh, they can find that by going to, to uh, deepadventure.com. And just uh, just you, for, for now, you can just email in a contact form saying you want to be a part of it. And we have you know our Deep Adventure uh, Ministries T-shirts and special special uh Really cool T-shirts for the women, by the way, and we have tank tops too, and we have our Fishers of Men fish hooks. We got our Deep Adventure hats, so uh, people who participate can uh, can w- be wearing those while they're doing it. But you know, the thing about it, we call you know, I remember I was just out surfing, and uh, by the way, that's how I did my rosaries. I was stand up paddling. I was just out surfing, and suddenly the words "Renegade Rosary Run" came into my mind, and I ran with it. And uh, and uh, you think about why do you call it the Renegade Rosary Run? Well, the fact is <clears throat> uh, that the Catholic Church and Christianity are the renegades in, in the midst. We're the invaders uh, into this uh, this this uh, this world, you know, of darkness. And we've always been countercultural. We're usually not part of the main culture in most places around the world today, and it's getting more and more so. I think it is the fact in America that we're countercultural now. We're the renegades, and so it's time for us to get together. Like a band of warriors, and just do what you love, do what you do best. Uh, let us know what you're going to do. But you can say, I'm going to do a 5K run, I'm going to do a 5K bicycle ride, I'm going to kayak, I'm going to hike. Um, it may be you're going to be doing a, a one hour CrossFit and doing uh, the rosary. But let's let's just have fun, and uh, and this way, all around the world, you can participate. You don't have to go to any particular city or place. You can do it by yourself, or you can organize a group in your church to do it with us. So uh, Tony Orban's going to be running that. So you can go to Deep Adventure. Com, and uh, he'll he'll have a, a a special site up for that soon. But in the meantime, just go there and you can push the button that says contact us, and uh, and we'll and we'll uh, you know reach out to you and we'll make things happen. So that's pretty exciting. The Renegade Rosary Run. So Tony, so God's been moving in your life, uh, kind of ever since we met. Talk, talk story about how you and I got you know met each other. Well, I uh, let's see. So. After, I'll give you just a real quick background. So after high school, I kind of fell away from uh, the faith a little bit, got into regular, you know, college life as you expect today. And then it wasn't until um, a few years into my job that I found EWTN on the radio. And so I'm just listening in my car and hearing things that I had never heard really about 
the faith that I've, you know, was brought up in and confirmed in. And there were some really attractive things. And um, so it just hooked me. So I, that was a regular listening experience for me, just on either BTN. Um, I ended up uh, hearing your show there um, maybe last year in the spring. And then uh, got hooked. I mean, who doesn't like going to the beach and surfing? And I just love the theme. And, um, you know, you end up going deep a lot of the time. So really enjoyed that. And uh, read the book, found out that you do uh, um, uh, deep adventure quests. And met you out in Galveston, Texas in October of last year. Uh, just for just for the weekend, and uh, kind of shared with you my ideas of of or kind of what was going on in my life. I, I was feeling some kind of a call. Um, I was trying to discern where that call was leading me. Um, so we connected, and you know, since then I've been uh, working a little bit more and more with you. Ended up leaving my job in April. And uh, so I'll be down down there in Cocoa Beach by September. We'll do the ride in around October and going to head off in this new direction with you and see if we can, you know, make, make some impact on some lives. You know, it's so beautiful. And, you know, the thing is, is, Tony, it's like um, there's just so much on our plate. And I remember saying, Lord, you know, I could do so much more if I had the funding and I had uh, the help. And so um, I know the Lord's brought you into our ministry. Uh, and, you, you know, we're, we're doing this big action list this week of all the things that we need for you to do. And it gets kind of overwhelming um, and so grateful for you. It's kind of like, um, you know, in Nehemiah's time when they were rebuilding the wall, you know, and uh, while they were rebuilding it, uh, they were under attack. And so they had one person holding a spear and a shield and another person working on the wall. And uh, one right. per- the people who were carrying the supplies uh, to the workers uh, carried like the bricks in one hand and a, and a sword in the other. And we're all in it together. And, and so I appreciate you coming alongside me and blowing the ram's horn and saying, and, and we're calling out to people, we need your help. If we could, you know, it's interesting. We don't really ask for a financial aid that much, but we really do need that. If we could get just um, 10 contributors a month, uh, you know, uh, who would give on a regular basis every month, it would really help us because we need to be able to fund, um, you know, our ministry and, and especially help helping Tony get down here to help us. So, so if consider doing that. Go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you, there's a donation um, place there where you can make a donation. But uh, so, you know, so yeah, Tony came out to one of my Deep Adventure quests, and next thing you know, he's on, he's on the ride for his life. So, uh, Tony, um, last night, you know, the surf came up, and we were supposed to do this interview this morning. I wrote to you and said, dude, the surf's up. We're going to have to record <laughs> this interview another time. But I'm looking out the window right now. The swell is starting to come up, uh, but All we're right. going to wait. We're going to wait for it to get bigger, and then we're going to paddle out. And it's something that we learned with the Holy Spirit too: is like timing is everything. So the Lord may be giving us direction, or you know, the people that are listening. The key to surfing is staying in the power, the power of the wave. Uh, when you drop in on a big wave, Waimea. Um, you know, it's really easy to, you know, it's so big and so fast that you can find yourself all of a sudden outrunning the wave. And then you're out in the flats and you're wondering, you know, what happened? Where's the power? And then all of a sudden it'll catch up with you and just jump on you. So a good surfer is always cutting back. 
you know, dropping in, trimming the board, but always cutting back to the power vortex of that wave. You want to be as close to the part of the wave that's breaking as possible, you know, as you go down the open face. And that's what we need to do as Christians. We need to constantly be cutting back. We need to constantly be going back to the point of prayer, as the Catholic Church teaches us, you know, to pray without ceasing. And so uh, we want to ask you, please, to pray for Deep Adventure Ministries. Help us to stay, you know, in God's will, in the in the, in the perfect center of His will, and help us to reach out and be a part of our ministry. You know, write to us any thoughts that you have, and you can even leave a message on our on our message board there. A voice message we can play on our radio show. So, um, we're talking with Tony Orban, the vice one of our the vice president of Deep Adventure Ministries. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Deep Adventure Radio, the bold standard in radio. It's about virtue, truth, strength, beauty, faith. It's about grace. Listen to Women of Grace with Jeanette Bankovic weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern only on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. Uh, You can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you can find out when we're doing our tandem surfing exhibitions or where we might be speaking. Also, all of our archived radio shows and deep adventure segments and books and things like that are available there for you. So be sure and go to our website and check that out. You know, here in Hawaii, we have beautiful mountains. Like looking at my house right now, I'm looking towards the Ko'olau Range. It's a range uh, used to, of course, it was a volcano. And it is a real difficult thing to hike to the top of that mountain. Uh, as you start to hike, eventually you're using ropes and it's kind of slippery and usually kind of get muddy. But when you get to the top of that range, the view looking towards the east is just you know phenomenal it's just beautiful and then you turn around and look out towards a diamond head and it's just so beautiful when my sons were young i used to take them up to the mountains a lot of times we did it at night because uh you know i was training them in the in the ninja art i was a ninja black belt and they were being trained to become uh, ninja ninjas too and we go up to the mountains a lot of times at night and we get up to the top of bony ridge this was in southern california by thousand oaks and we would look down and we see these just amazing views. We love to go up there, especially on the night before the full moon because the sun would be setting as the moon was rising. And we would see these majestic views. But it took a little bit of effort. It takes work. It took, you know, a good hour or more to get to the top of both these hikes I've described. But when you get there, you're pretty much alone. No one else is taking their time. You look down below, everyone else is in their houses. But you're up above and experiencing something beautiful. This is the same thing with the call to prayer. Set yourself aside. Set time aside. Go away to a remote place. Get away. I go down to the beach every night. But spend time. You won't get the views and the perspectives of the beauty of life unless you spend time alone um, with the mountain of the Lord. So this is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You know, last night, uh, yesterday, I had a really good surf. You know, the conditions were, were okay, but I always have fun in the water. There's always something to do, paddling my one-man outrigger canoe, surfing it, or stand-up paddle surfing, or tandem surfing. My tandem partner, Cindy, and I had a great uh, tandem, just elegant tandem surfing session yesterday morning. It was like, 
you know, it takes a lot of power and strength to lift a woman over your head when you're surfing uh, on her part and my part. <clears throat> but what's so interesting is when, when we're totally in sync and our timing is right with each other and with a wave, it almost feels like there's no effort uh, in, in the lift. It just, everything just moves together and it just flows. And I think that's a good example of how we want to move in the Holy Spirit. We want to move uh, on inspiration and we want to become dexterous and we want to learn what isn't God's voice and what is. And the only way you do that is batting practice. So if you feel a little inspiration from the Lord, uh, begin to move on that. And you might be surprised at, you know, where it may lead you. God is faithful. If you say, Lord, I think this is you, I'm going to move on it, and it isn't his will, he'll stop it. Or if it is his will, he may begin to nudge you and give you, yes, I'm, I'm inspiring you to move in this direction, but now there's a little turn coming up. I'm going to you know, get you more and more centered on my perfect will. As you just move and you tune in and ask God to open doors and close doors. And then last night, we were sitting down at the beach. A bunch of people came up to us while we were sitting there. And I'm looking out at these, these waves starting to build, and I know it's going to be a full moon. And uh, someone came out of the water, and I go, I think the moon's coming up in about 20 minutes. It's, you know, in about a half hour anyway. It's, it's, it's dark. But let's go paddle out. And so I went and got my board, and this other guy, Mike, and I paddled out uh, into the night. And um, it was just beautiful. But surfing at night is very hard. Uh, it's you really got to sense the wave more than see it, uh, to just to catch it, and then to drop in on it. You really got to push the board down. It feels like you're high, uh, deeper in the wave than you are because of how dark everything is, and it takes a certain amount of skill. But you can't surf at night unless you surf during the day. And the same thing is true in our prayer life. If you're not spending time with the Lord, if you're not spending time during the time of your life when things seem to be going well, it's so easy to neglect the Lord. It's so easy not to spend your prayer time with Him. It's so easy not to meditate on His Word or read the Catholic Catechism. It's so easy uh, to, to do that. And then when the time of darkness comes in your life, you're not ready. You don't know how to pray. You don't know how to get to the source. And the other thing is I paddled out with a buddy. We both had, I brought my red flashing lights down, glow sticks we could hang on around our necks. So we were watching out for each other. And if you don't develop fraternity with people, uh, you don't have a buddy with you, you're going to be in trouble when the time of darkness comes. So I'm challenging people to paddle out in the light and, and, and get closer and nearer to the presence of God. So when the dark night comes, uh, you're prepared and you can handle that. And uh, Tony Orban, who's the vice president of the Deep Adventure Ministries, he's involved heavily right now in getting us ready for our next reality show shoot, uh, the, the Long Ride Home. We're going to ride Harleys into Big Bend, Texas. But, uh, Tony, one of the things that I know about you is that you are sold out for Jesus. And uh, you re- recently you moved into a, uh, into a house with a few seminarians. So you have that sense of paddling out together. There's, you're not just roommates, but you have a sense of fraternity there. You got, do you guys have a common prayer time that you share with each other? Or, or uh, you know, how, do, how does that sense of fraternity, uh, it, how is that fostered? Because we want to talk to the people out there that are single and who may want to have a, a kind of a household-type experience with other uh, Catholic brothers or sisters may want to live together, you know, but what, tell, tell us what's going on there. Sure. Uh, yeah, I moved down to Richmond. Um, actually, I met met the guy who I'm renting from now uh, on the Renegade Rosary Run. I, I, I was put in the back seat right next to him on the drive out there. So I think, you know, I think the Lord works in mysterious ways, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so this guy is a seminarian. He's on his summer assignment down in Sandbridge right now. And the two guys that live here as well are not seminarians, but 
Uh, one's like a master plumber. The other works for like a VDOT company. And um, I've only been here a short time, but it's been it's been great because we've been able to build community. We've done a, a little bit of work outside together, uh, working on the property. We kind of renovated the kitchen and uh, was able to help out with that a little bit. But one of the things that um, kind of helps unite the house is uh, evening prayer. We do a, a night prayer. Um, uh, we try to do that every night together. So around 6 or 7 o'clock, we'll come together. And I've only been doing it uh, maybe for about a week or so that I've actually been on the property uh, kind of full time. And um, in that time, was able to learn, you know, the... Um, the process of the night prayer or process of liturgy the hours, I guess. And, and have been able to lead a few. And it's such a beautiful thing that, um, you know, I didn't, I knew it existed, but, um, never really delved into it very much. Uh, but it's, it's an incredible way to, um, come together with, with these brothers, um, have that sense of fraternity and community, uh, and community with the Lord. Uh, so it's just been, it's been a real blessing to me. Uh, I think, you know, you're talking about in your last segment about turning into the power of the ways and you, you have to, you know, you have to stay there to be, um, with the power of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that takes a skill and you don't develop a skill unless you're practicing. So for me, this is, this is some really good practice. Um, and I guess you you never never finish uh, <laughs> you never fully accomplish your uh, what you want to fulfill with your prayer life. It's never it never ends, right? So uh, you always need practice, um, and and this is just a, a great way to do that. So if you're not familiar with uh, liturgy of the hours, uh, I know it's available on some some Catholic apps. Um, you can go to your Catholic bookstore and and get it, um, but it's it's just a really beautiful thing to do. It you know the, the I love the liturgy of the hours and I pray at least two or three parts of it each day. I I, I usually make sure I read the readings from mass if I don't go to mass uh, during the day. You know the daily mass, uh, but I do the office of readings and then I love the nighttime prayer. The the last prayer you pray at night is so beautiful. It just sets everything in yeah. place for the night. But the liturgy of the hours is a beautiful gift that the Catholic Church has for us. And the beautiful thing about it is when I'm praying those prayers, you know we're praying through the Psalms or reading through scripture. We have the office of readings with the writings of the saints and the early church fathers. When you do that, you know that there's millions of people around the world. Every priest, deacon, and and I believe uh, every nun, monk, uh, pray that along with a lot of the lay people. And so we're praying in union. And it's just so beautiful. It really, uh, really sets me, it sets me right. Hey, Tony, what is your normal prayer life? Do you usually start in the morning in prayer or, or what, what is your normal, uh, I know you've been down the move and a lot of things have been changing, but what, what is your, what's the routine you usually like? It has been kind of funny lately because I've done so much traveling, but, um, before I set out on my travels, I, I bought the, uh, the imitation of Christ in a like a leather bound zippered form. What color is it? Yeah. What color it's, is it? Uh, it's like a, a leather, like a brown. Yeah, I've got the same exact one. I use it every morning. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. So I bought the uh, paperback version of it um, maybe a couple of years ago and started getting 
into that. And it's just really good stuff. You can just read it over and over. And so I'll try to read that a little bit every morning um, and just, you know, try to consolidate myself down uh, with God. And um, through, throughout the day, there's little hellos here and there. Mm-hmm. I, right now, it's not, it's, you know, nothing like praying the liturgy of hours throughout the day, but I'd like to get there. And then in the evening, we do, um, do night prayer. So that's been, you know, that along with, um, I'd say, going to adoration more often. We're doing that this, uh, I think we're doing that this evening and tomorrow morning. Um, and we're going to do night prayer there. So doing that, um, you know, going to penance just really, uh, really reconnects you back. Um, you know, living the, living the life of a Catholic. And I feel like... Uh, I'm kind of relearning how to do that. Um, so it's it's a really, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the deeper you go, the, the more depth there is. Uh, the thing that I would add right now is uh, in the in your, you know, is you've found the office of the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, find time during the day to pray through the Office of Readings. It's the longest section of the Liturgy of the Hours, but it's so beautiful because at the end, the writings, oh my gosh, of the Church Fathers and the Saints is just knock you off your feet. And you know, like you said, I love to pray the imitation of Christ. My morning prayer, Tony, and I'm only, we're only sharing this kind of to give people ideas about how to enhance their prayer life. <clears throat> I just remember when I was 19 and I got knocked off my feet by the power of the Holy Spirit and just experienced this powerful infusion of the Lord, um, not literally knocked off my feet, but I was just blown away by his love and his presence. I started praying. And I thought I had to make up my own prayers. And I realized I was basically repeating myself anyway. And I'm sure God was bored with it. And I was bored with it. And I've learned the wisdom of the Catholic Church as we pray the prayers of the perfect prayers of Psalms and the prayer as we pray scripture back to the Lord. Um, it's just so beautiful. And I find like, you know, I'm a private pilot. When I <clears throat> reach rotation speed, when I'm flying, you know, putting it on a full throttle on the runway and I reach rotation speed, that plane wants to fly. And I see the readings of Mass and the imitation of Christ and Lectio Divina on the Catholic Catechism and Liturgy of the Hours. Those are parts of my daily prayer. I find as I go down that runway, I get liftoff at some point. And then I learn to just be quiet and be still and just uh, listen to God's voice. Uh, maybe he's just healing me, or maybe he has a word for me. Maybe he's putting an arrow in my quiver that I'll need later in the day. But... Um, you know, the, the, just the, the journey through prayer is so beautiful. We're talking with the vice president of our ministry, Deep Adventure Ministries, Tony Orband. This is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. International Deep Adventure Radio. Are people challenging your faith? Do you wish you knew how to explain it better? Well, then tune in to hear Father Mitch Pacwa and his guests setting the record straight on all matters faith and reason. Next time on EWTN Live, only on EWTN. EWTN Live with Father Mitch Pacwa is seen and heard around the world. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. The young people are the future of the church, and right here they are also the present. Let your faith catch on fire as you get to know the young guests who stand up firm for their faith on the Rock of Christ, forever young. On the next Life on the Rock, only on EWTN. Life on the Rock is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. 
For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm coming to you today actually from Cocoa Beach, Florida. And God is so sneaky. You know, he sneakily has moved me to Florida. I just spent five weeks in Hawaii and uh, I'll be returning there a lot. But I guess being on the mainland makes everything a lot more easy to do and I'm more available to go speak at conferences. I'm speaking to uh, three different legatus groups uh, in August and uh this coming week, I'm going up to the Chicago Catholic Marketing Network um, meeting up there, and uh, EW10 is just around the corner. And it just, um, you know, God, God just sneakily moved me over here. I didn't realize what He was up to. And uh, my guest uh, of uh, Tony Orband, kind of going through the same thing. Tony uh, uh, owns a home up in uh, what is it, Fairfax, Virginia, or someplace. Yeah, Fairfax, Virginia. And then you just kind of got this in, this kind of nudge, and you moved down to Richmond, and you're renting a place with uh, some other Catholic guys. But God kind of dislodged you, and now you're kind of heading down here to Cocoa Beach to work directly with our ministry. That's right. <laughs> so, Funny how that works. Yeah, so kind of watch what you do. You know, you could kind of get paddled out, and you get swept along by the, <clears throat> you know, the, the power of God. Uh, you know, God's love. So uh, talk to me about this, Tony. What would you say to people out there, you, you know, uh, kind of the, your generation? Uh, what would you, what would you, how would you encourage them? Uh, maybe they're not a, even a Christian. Maybe they're, they've been a cradle Catholic but really haven't experienced the power and the presence and the personal relationship uh, that we all are invited into. How, how do you communicate to them? What do you say to them? Hmm. That is... Um an interesting question I don't know that I've really had to answer before. Uh, one of the things that kind of revolves through my head all the time is that these people over a long, long period of time have figured out a really good way to live here on Earth. And it's not just that. I mean, the, the way you do that is in connection with God. So you can't have all of this, this, the beautiful um, things that we have in this world today that's a result of so much, you know, like development, um, especially from the Christian world, you don't have that unless you're focused on God. Um, I know it's getting into some history and whatnot, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that look back to, look back to some of the basics and look back to the very foundation of what's going on here. You know, we believe that a man died and came back to life. That's, that's pretty radical. Um, and if you, you know, you have to ask yourself if, if that, you know, do I really believe this? And if I really do, then what does that mean about my life? Um, and it's not only that, but along with that comes a beautiful way to live that uh, is connected to it. So I, I don't know that maybe that's a, a roundabout way of, of uh, not a direct way of no, saying but I, it. But I, I like what you're saying. Go back to, to the basics. Yeah, I like what you're saying because there is kind of this move to go back. Uh, you know, the fact, well, you know, to, you know, ancient things like people want to get into Confucius or into yoga, into Hinduism, into, um, you know, Eastern religion or or even, and then the New Age religion, which of course just goes back to the, the ancient, uh, you know, 
Zoroastrianism and uh, uh, things like that. People want to get back to this. This that they, they, they want to. They can't kind of have rejected uh, Christianity. Uh, and they want to get back to you know kind of ancient stuff. Well, they've rejected a form of Christianity that may not even be Christianity. There's so many lukewarm Christians out there that they're a bad advertisement for what God really uh, uh, did when Jesus, uh, when when the second person of the Holy Trinity became man, and then as as being uh, one person with two natures, all God and all man. Uh, he lived and walked on this earth, and he, and he uh, preached to us. But the most important thing Jesus did was his whole life was all about recapitulation. He uh, lived every moment from the moment of his incarnation to the the the, the silent times when we don't even know what he was doing in his a lot of his early years, and until into his as he was baptized by John, he said, "Is right that I should fulfill all righteousness." This was his mission, and he laid down his life for us. The greatest a thing that you can do, the very greatest act of love that anyone can do is to lay down his life for his friends. And he wanted to exhibit for us this greatest of all possible loves. And he did that by laying down his life. Now, he could have just said, I'm just going to go to sleep now and die. Uh, But no, he went to the cross for us. Now, there's a confusion out there uh, among our Protestant brothers and sisters, who, by the way, are our brothers and sisters, and we love them. Um, The concept is called penal substitution. They teach that Jesus went to the cross to be punished for our sins in our place. Uh, That just doesn't sound like the loving God that I pray to every day, that somehow he needed to exact punishment, and, 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 and by Jesus going to the cross and taking on our sins, that he punished Jesus instead of us. It's, you know, you hear, see it all the time. Um, the, the neo-atheists make fun of that teaching. They'll say, well, God created us and told us not to sin, but if you sin, I'm going to kill you, but I'll kill myself instead. It's, it's a ridiculous uh, theology. Catholic teaching and the historical teaching of the church, if you read the early church fathers, since its very beginning, teaches that, no, Jesus came to, uh, to lift man's dignity back to where it was in the Garden of Eden. He came like a weightlifter, pressing weights on that, on that cross. He lifted the weight of all of our sins. Yes, he, he bore all of our sins, but he did it so that he could lift us back, lift the dignity of uh, man back to its original dignity, our original dignity by fulfilling, by becoming man and fulfilling all righteousness. He raised mankind up again and he redeemed us. All we need to do though is take advantage of that. We need to do that in, in different ways. We need to first of all have faith in his word uh, but uh, and we need to be baptized. Now in the Catholic Church we even baptized infants because we, we look at the faith of the, of the family. When you look at, um, it, there's so many scriptures in the, in, in, in the book of Acts where it says and, and he or she and her, her whole household uh, were believed and were baptized. And it's always been the teaching of the church to baptize infants. And baptism is not a minor thing. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, he didn't say... Um, uh, John the Baptist said, it's not right that I should baptize you. This is a baptism of repentance. I should be being baptized by you. And John the Baptist was 100% right. He needed to be baptized by Jesus. We all we all do. The early church father teaches us that when Jesus was baptized, he was blessing the waters so that when we're immersed in baptism, we actually are joined to Jesus, uh, body and spirit. 
We, we are actually become a part of the body of Christ. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he was able to live, because we're baptized, he's able to lift us back in the, we call it recapitulation in the Catholic Church, to our original dignity. So he went to the cross not to be punished for our sins, but to lift us back up. When his arms are outstretched on the cross, think of him as a weightlifter, lifting, lifting mankind uh, back to the place of original dignity. But it, it, he did all that work, but it's to no avail to you unless you uh, unless you uh, have faith in in God and and uh, and um, seek to uh, join Him on the cross. Uh, if we're part of His body, guess what? We're going to be bearing a cross too. Sorry, I got off track there a little bit, Tony. But uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, we have we have a great story uh, to tell people, and it is an ancient truth. You know, so. Uh, and and what would you tell the people who want to be involved in in ministry now? How would you tell them to to begin on that path of uh, the new evangelization, reaching out to people? You know, it can. I, I think it starts, of course, with yourself. So um, you kind of make sure that, that you've got yourself right. Um, so, but but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't take much to have a conversation with somebody. Um, I've had tons of conversations with my family in the past couple of years, and you know we're all kind of learning something new, uh, something that we didn't know before, and that's just really just within my family and uh, uh, some some friends. So you know it doesn't take much. Just just talk to the people that you love. Um, if you learn something new, have a conversation, uh, and do it from a do it from a place of love, because of course you love your family. So. And, and and that's the way it happens. And you're you're, uh, it starts from a life of prayer, and it comes out of a life of prayer. And if you're not praying, uh, you know, you Christianity is caught more than it's taught. And when you when you're spending time with the Lord, people know, uh, oh, he's been with the Lord. You, they can see it in your countenance. They can hear it in the way you speak. Uh, they can see in the formation that God is doing in your life, the decisions that you're making and uh, the growth in humility and things like that, that they'll see evidenced in your life. So the, the key is to be a witness by how you live, but also to look for those opportunities to encourage and to have a word and to and to speak. And also, maybe you're supposed to be starting a men's group in your church. It only takes you another, one other person or a women's group, or maybe a theology on tap, or maybe you need to go to one of the... Um, you know, Christ renews his parish missions or or things like that. All you need to do is start, get involved. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. When it's standing still, it's so hard to keep it in balance. But once you begin to move, you can, you'll find your balance and you'll find your direction. It's like being in a car that didn't, doesn't have power steering. So hard to turn that wheel. But once you start moving, you can turn the wheel. So start moving. Uh, and into the new evangelization. Move out and begin to find your place in the new evangelization, and God will begin to turn that steering. It will be easier for him to direct you when you're moving. It's easier to keep your balance on a bicycle when you're moving. So begin to move out. Move out on inspiration. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak. Um, I've had a, as my guest Tony Orband, and we'll be right back. Tony, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Bear. Okay, we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Surf's up. Real and Radical Ways to Live Your Faith. This is Daniel the Boone Markham with this episode, Chivalry. One of my seven daughters recently commented with some surprise how pleased she was with her new suitor because he gave her respect, gentleness, and manners. 
Even though this was only her second suitor, I was struck by the fact she hadn't evidently experienced chivalry from a young man before. His chivalry, well, it lifted her up. Yet chivalry is nearly a lost art. Read a summy card that said, quote, chivalry isn't dead, it just fell asleep on the couch with beer and the TV blaring, end of quote. Well, in some circles, that is truer than we would like to admit. Years ago, I was at a conference with some feminist friends who were might disappointed in me when I opened the door for them. My response, well, ladies, my mama learnt me to respect women in such ways, and my mama is still speaking to me from heaven. It's just the way it is. As a young lad, I clearly remember my mama saying as we were walking to the local hardware store, Daniel, always remember to walk a woman with you between her and the street. Yes, mama. Songwriter Trevor Wesley repeated my mama experience in his song Chivalry is Dead, writing, But I'm not a kid no more, so I must open doors and make you feel like the lady you are. My mama raised me to be classy, not flashy. I'm happy to please you, though I can tell that's not what you're used to. Men, being a gentleman is a choice. It's not a given. You work at it, and it's far more than taking out the trash or opening a door. Man up and treat women always with kindness and care, nurturing their womanhood with respect. They will respect you in return and make you feel like a real man. Nothing wrong with chivalry and everything good about respect. This is Daniel Boone Markham at DanielDeBooneMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of hell. Surf go deep or go home. Aloha, I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Welcome back. You know, my publisher keeps telling me, remind people about your new book, Franciscan Media. They're so awesome. My publisher, Heidi Sexton. Aloha. And Claudia Volkman, who's no longer there, but she's the one who had a vision, brought me to Franciscan Media and to Servant Books. All you people that work so hard to make this book uh, happen, uh, they're telling me, I got to tell you to go, to go to my website, deepadventure.com, and buy a copy of this book. And not just a copy, you can send it to other people, but it's great to be used in small groups. Uh, the chapters are short, so you can sit down, have a cup of coffee, or like we do at our G.K. Chesterton meetings, we have a shot of whiskey and a cigar. But it's a great uh, place. Maybe Sam Guzman and his group of guys that uh, meet at, uh, at pubs and uh, talk story uh, about the Lord. This would be a good book for them, too. This is just a great book to read by yourself or in a group setting. It's full of adventure, but it goes deep into um, the Catholic teaching on the virtues. So go to our website, deepadventure.com. By the way, you can uh, get a copy, all four episodes of our last reality show, Deep Adventure Quest, that was aired on EWTN. And you can um, get ready because we're going out on a long ride home. Seven guys on motorcycles are going to the Big Bend country to shoot our next EW10 reality show. And so you can uh, kind of follow us when you go there and click on the tab that says Long Ride Home. Until next week, I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.